Welcome to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast with 50% more riz than a Golden Girls podcast hosted by only two middle-aged white dudes. <laughs> We're just brimming with the riz. Exactly. Comparative to two podcasters? Sure, yeah. 50% more. Basic math. Yeah, exactly. That really assumes, though, an equal distribution of the riz. Yeah. Well, my name's Brent, and in the interest of full disclosure... I myself am Riz Neutral. <laughs> uh, <laughs> joining me this week is my Riz Negative co-host, Alan. Aww. And joining us is a man who is so Riz positive, it's dripping out of his pant leg. <laughs> I think your definition of Riz is wrong. <laughs> well, I'm taking mine as a negative, and so I know which intro Brent's getting next week. <laughs> Uh, now, if this is your first time joining us, I'm welcome. My pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. You know, outside of next week's episode, I cannot think of a better time to start listening. <laughs> outside, <yeah. laughs> yes. The only time that'd be better to start listening next week. <laughs> Maybe a few weeks down the road. <laughs> Uh, so this week, we're going to spend a few minutes discussing sex, lies, and tortillas. If there's any time left, we're going to recap Season 8, Episode 23. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll pick our MVPs and award the episode upwards of eight slices of cheesecake. Now, here's a man who don't need a 43, 43-foot burrito to earn the nickname Senior Stinky, Alan. <laughs> I don't know if that would give me the... So, so you're basically saying that I fart a lot, <laughs> even without eating a lot of burritos? Exactly. I... You don't have to eat a 43-foot burrito to fart. <laughs> oh, okay. You did used to like bean burritos a lot. Do you still? I, I mean, I, I don't know that I ever like loved a bean burrito, but I like bean burritos, and I liked them then, and I like them now. Yeah, so. same. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, it's not something where I'm like, ooh, has they got a bean burrito on this menu? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's not your go to. Yeah. <laughs> First choice. Yeah, exactly. But I do like a bean burrito. I like uh, a mean, mean bean burrito. I do not. Yeah. I don't like beans in general. Really? Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah, I love them for you. Yeah. I like green beans fine, yeah. but. I feel bad for the meal I prepared for you guys then. <laughs> I guess I don't feel bad for the meal. I feel bad for you for not being able to enjoy the meal. Yeah, it's uh, challenging because, you know, Sherry and I, we have occasionally made chili for different things. <laughs> and it's a recipe that was her dad's. And it's one that, you know, is yeah. fairly universally enjoyed, yeah. except yeah. for by the Klimazuskis. And yeah. there's been a couple times when Ski and his wife have seen him trying to pick the beans out. Well, this uh, recipe is like a third bean. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a lot of picking. Yeah. Well, I made a white chicken chili. Oh, okay. Um, so it's got the white cannoli beans. Okay. I may pick out a few, but do not be offended. Okay, well, I'll try to scoop around them. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love chicken out there, too. So. Okay. All right, well, today, uh, did you guys, I don't have any, any extra news to add. Did you guys have anything in your lives or Golden Girls, whatever, that you want to talk about before we start off? Nothing I'm comfortable sharing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I recently watched three episodes. Oh, did you? Uh, the Golden <laughs> Palace? Oh, Golden Palace? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys watched the new season of Reacher? I have not seen any of the new mm. seasons of Reacher. Yeah, all I've seen is the Tom Cruise movies of it. Oh, those are so I've only good. seen one of the mm. Tom Cruise movies. I've got it. there two? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jack Reacher and Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Both good. And, and he didn't go back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Reacher? Yeah. That's a stark contrast to uh, Sean Connery's Never Say Never Again, right? Correct. Correct. What did you drop? I don't know what dropped. It wasn't mine. <laughs> so. Oh, was it the book? Did it oh, fall off the thing? It may have, yeah. Okay. This episode's dropping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
Alright, well today we're going over the Golden Palace episode 23, Sex, Lies, and Tortillas. The original air date for this one was May 7th, 1993, written by Michael Davidoff and Bill Rosenthal, and directed by Lex Paceros. Oh, nice. Now it should be oh, noted, nice. too, that this is episode 23 on IMDb, on Hulu, but it actually was the final episode that aired. Um, yeah, I believe chronologically, like, by air date. Yeah, so the only we can assume, because we don't do research, is that <laughs> they must have recorded them in a different order, and that's why, you know, on these different sources they have episode, you know, have them switched around. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all intents and purposes, this was the last time a golden episode aired, was yeah. May 7, 1993. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you guys have anything uh, before I jump in? So just to double check, so this was the last America saw of the Golden Girls. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And of course, with this being a one-season thing, I mean, this was probably the last people saw of the Golden Palace for the most part for a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. they probably showed reruns throughout maybe that you know yeah. summer or whatever, but then once it was gone, yeah. it was pretty much gone until yeah. streaming yeah. became around. Exactly. It wasn't like it was part of the syndication package yeah. or whatever. I think that's why so many people, you know, like in our age range, have never seen Golden Palace. It's not because it was a shitty show, because it was a decent show. Like, yeah. I would say it was, it was on par with Golden Girls as far as quality Lighting goes. At least as some of the as far lesser as, seasons. Yeah. Um, the highs were just as high as the middle seasons. Of, yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. And, um, but at the same time, I think because it didn't go into syndication, since it didn't hit those, you know, I think was it a hundred episodes, something yeah. like that. I just think most people, most people who didn't get to watch it the first time around, just didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does, definitely doesn't have the same name recognition. Yeah, either. right. It's an undiscovered corner of Don Cheadle's filmography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting that, that like cornerstone of Cheech Marin's. Yeah, yeah, I mean it definitely looms large in Earl Bowen's filmography. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, I don't know. It, I wonder how many people who listen to this, not that a whole lot of people listen to it anyway, but I wonder what percentage have seen these episodes or saw them, you know. Or prior to this. Yeah, exactly. Like revisiting them for this podcast. Yeah. And how many people like us are kind of visiting with them for the first time. Yeah. So. All right. Well, scene one. The tan will fade, but the memories will last forever. Spring bake, mofos. I think I said spring bake there. You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> spring bake would be kind of nice. It would. Now, uh, <laughs> How much drugs you're doing? That's true. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite thing to bake? Bake? Yeah. I guess brownies. Mm. Yeah, I'd go with brownies also. Mm. Unless we're talking about like, well, I guess we're talking real food. Joey makes a mean baked mac and cheese. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. And so that's so a, that'd be really high on the list. Or yeah. lasagna. I've had baked lasagna. It's really good. Mm-hmm. What about you? You're you're much more of a culinary culinary uh, expert than yes, Ski yeah. and I. What Miles do you like to bake? Me. Yeah, I love a good uh, you know pan of cookies. Oh, okay. You know. A boring answer. I thought you were going to give me something exciting. Oh, no. They're no. probably good cookies, though. I'm sure they are. Everything <laughs> I've eaten that Brent has made has been pretty good. Um, between very good and excellent. So. I think, I think the, it... uh, didn't you make bread one time? The friendship bread or something was really good? Yeah, yeah, the St. Olaf friendship bread. Mm-hmm. That was good. That came out really well. Well, I'm Just sure that in out. our playoff episodes, Brent will whip up all kinds of <laughs> culinary delights. Yeah. I was, I was, and that's why it was actually handy when we had it. Last week, um, the Golden Girls cookbook. Oh yeah, I was flipping through that, trying to find something to bake or prepare or at some point. Well, this is our second to last regular episode. Um, we'll have this one, and then we'll have next uh, the episode that will be premiering next week. And then just to remind everybody, you know, we'll still have our season eight recap or Golden mm-hmm. Palace recap if you prefer. Correct. And then we have a little playoffs, uh, you know, for a few weeks that will be where we whittle it down and actually determine the best episode yep. of the entire series. So yep. quite certainly, it'll be our finest episodes i'm sure they will be <laughs> tune into every one because uh, there'll be 
you know, lots of exciting uh, intrigue, whatnot. Brent will probably come up with some new features to add in that don't have the confines of the Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys might get a little preview of what a future podcast might look like if we ever do oh one. Um, like this week I'm debuting a new feature. Hal of Allen and Ski disappointed me this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new feature to you, but it's an ongoing feature in my life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's why they muted the group text. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we open at that a classic spring break location all the young people like to hang out in, the lobby of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Roland hates this time of year, as he has probably never been invited to one of Ski's many Bacchanalia celebrations. <laughs> Blanche is taking a group of young men up to their rooms with the statement that she is neither a tart nor a floozy, but actually a massage technician. Roland waxes poetic about the colorful nicknames uh, that the well-liked frat brothers were given. And Chewie states that he went to a different route that the government created for poor minorities that couldn't afford college, Vietnam. That's pretty dark. Yeah, it was a dark, but that was a pretty <laughs> funny, like, pretty funny line. Uh, before shipping off, though, Chewie did build a 43-foot burrito. Hashtag respect. <laughs> um, eagle-eyed Roland stops a young man named Benson, um, bringing in a large trunk. But the real action is happening behind Roland's back as several of Benson's friends sneak in. Rose is calling the St. Olaf Airport slash Barbershop as her granddaughter Charlene has yet to arrive, but a moment later Charlene steps in and gives Rose a recent copy of St. Olaf's newspaper where the headline reads, Ack! <laughs> uh, Charlene dashes Rose's hopes of an activity-filled week when she introduces her boyfriend Rick and tells her of their plans to go jet skiing and clubbing topped off with a trip to Bone Town. <laughs> See, when you uh, last week had done your bone in the USA segment, oh, yeah. um, you know, that, that would bone be... in the USA. Yeah, so that's it's so close. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we get a pretty good setup there for the episode. Yeah, um, yeah So, we're going to have... Uh, lays it all out there for you. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily know the burrito is going to become such a big part of the episode, but people will find that out later. Yeah. Uh, but you definitely... Burrito. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, we... Definitely ace... bigger than my head. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Your head's at least 42 feet. <laughs> so you guys saw the episode, of course. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming you, at least you, Al. Yeah, yes, I did. So the burrito, what do you think it was actually made out of? <laughs> you will notice my, in- my introduction was not episode specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ski, you're jumping way ahead of us because this okay. burrito doesn't appear until the very last scene. All right, well, <laughs> but, I'll shut up for a while. So, uh, why don't you keep talking? You think it's made out of pool noodles? <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely I mean, it appeared to be cloth of some sort. <laughs> um, it was not made out of tortilla, I'm quite certain. But yeah, They weren't grinding corn yeah. <laughs> in the kitchen. But they weren't grinding cheese onto the floor. That's true, yeah. <laughs> A giant pile, yeah. <laughs> so did you guys, so again, we, we have our setup. It's, yeah. it's spring break for the hotel and rolling, trying to catch, you know, sneaky college kids bringing stuff in or doing things they weren't allowed to. Tell you what, it's a real Puritan hotel that they're like, we don't want you, we want you to follow all the laws of, you know. But no beer. Yeah. Like, what? I've never been in any kind of uh, hotel or establishment where they're like, yeah, you can't bring in your own beverages. Yeah. yeah it, it does seem, yeah, rather puritanical, like Alan was saying. Mm. You know, it's not like it's the 1920s or something, and it's like, oh, prohibition's strong, and we run a reputable establishment right, here, yeah. you know. Well, and I can understand not wanting to have a lot of vandalism or breaking stuff, but like if they're just in there having fun, like like none of the kids in the lobby at the beginning were really being all that rowdy or hurtful to others. Yeah, just being like in bathing suits and 
tossing things around. I mean, that would be annoying in a lobby. I would be like, yeah, you yeah. guys need to take that shit outside or to your rooms. Exactly. So yeah. That's yeah. like ninety percent of your clientele for the week. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like if that's, I can understand. You can definitely have like no open containers at the pool or you know in yeah. the lobby or so, whatever. Some, some basic rules. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like in the room goes. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of a security deposit, whatever the in 1993 they were doing to yeah. make sure you didn't toss I can, the place. I can definitely get the the precept though, where they don't want to have a lot of people staying for free, like sneaking people in. That's yeah, but a, I mean, usually frowned upon. But it's usually a lot of places do like a room rate. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. You know, it's none of their concern if there's six people there or four or whatever. I don't know. There are a lot of hotels though that do charge an upcharge, like ten dollar per night extra fee for a, a set for. Not a second person. Usually there's whatever the occupancy is of the room, or adults. Like, two adults are allowed, and then additional yeah. adults calls an extra fee. Yeah, but I think when that happens, don't they provide, like, a rollaway bed or yeah, something? Usually, yeah, something like that. And that's not what the Golden Palace are doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that it's also, like, an odd hill to die on. They'd be like, oh, well, you had too many people sleeping in this room. You got the fucking room rented, and just be happy yeah. about that when you seem to be struggling so often. <laughs> exactly, right? yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's one of those things that, do they really want to be known as the hotel that's not <laughs> welcoming to spring breakers? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. agree. But, um, I mean, you... it's like, oh, yeah, we're the hotel that doesn't enjoy conventioners. <laughs> yeah. In Miami, nonetheless. Exactly, yeah. We're, the, we're that one Florida hotel exactly. that you don't want to go stay at. Yeah. Have you guys, I should have asked this, have you either of you been to Miami? Yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. Okay. We were in Miami together, actually. Of course you were. This was before. Was I not invited to this one, this too? This was pre-Brent. <laughs> this is, you weren't invited because you weren't even in our lives yet. <laughs> but I was a thing. <laughs> you did exist, yes. Before us, even. It is true. There's nothing that's yeah. happened in my life where you weren't a thing um, in the universe that happened. <laughs> so, you had a couple glorious years before Ski and I started invading <laughs> your right universal space, our... but... But no, I was an egg. Okay. I was still an egg at that point. I was half a thing. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> it was still a gleam in his daddy's eye. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I hadn't been produced yet, but still. Uh-huh. But anyway, what I was wondering, did you, uh, well, did you have more to add about the Miami? I, I was just, like, I've been there as well, but I was there for work. Oh, okay. You know? So it wasn't like a super fun type thing. You know, it was enjoyable, but. I didn't really sightsee. I didn't go to the erotic museum, is right. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we really didn't spend a whole lot of time there either. No, yeah, because we were going on our way to uh, Key West, and of course it was were. kind of passing through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were um, supposed to go see the Miami Heat game, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and it was the wrong day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got there, and it was... Before the internet. Who was the Miami Heat player that was famous? I mean, they've had a few, but uh, Dwayne Wade was probably their biggest one, but LeBron oh. James also played there. Oh, really? I mean, he wasn't as synonymous. Wasn't there, like, not Manute Bull, but somebody with a name like that. I mean, Alonzo Mourning was a was a big then. player. Yokumbi Matumbo is that a person? I mean, Dikembe Matumbo yeah. was a person, but he nuggets. didn't play there. Oh, he played for the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Bull Bull might have played for. Um, Maybe that's who I'm thinking. And of. he's the son of Manute Bull. Really? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't I'm a that baseball shocking? man. <laughs> <laughs> Bull Bull, really the son of Manute? <laughs> How shocking! Bull, such a common last name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, well, so ski have, or I know skis probably. I'm trying to think. Other than when we went as you know, like the year after graduating high school, so as like 19 year olds, 
when we went. No, actually, I take it back. It was we were, that was senior. Yeah, so it was during your experimental phase. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Trying to decide which path you were going to take. <laughs> right. <laughs> and one of us chose. One of us is still choosing. <laughs> <laughs> one of us likes options. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of us are in a traditional marriage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. While while the other enjoys all the meats in our cultural stew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A veritable meat lovers too, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, we we went. He and my friend Lance and I, uh, Ski Lance and I, oh, all no. went on. But I don't know where you're taking the story. Uh, no, it's like I was, one step further than the Devil's Three Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think even the Devil's like oh, I can't touch that? Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. No, I mean, you're on your own, folks. Well, the three of us, we went on, it was the spring break of our senior year, and we okay. went down there. And it was a good trip. Yeah. And then I think the next year, we went on spring break, but it was me and Ski mm-hmm. and our friend Danny and Sherry. Okay. And we went to Florida, but not to, did we go to the Keys that year? I think we might have also, but we just for like have. a day. Yeah. Um, if anything, it was just a day trip. I can't remember for sure. It was sure. a long drive. Yeah. But that was the last um, spring break trip that I went on with Ski, I think. Because yeah. uh, Ski and I have gone on one or two other trips together, at of least two other trips. <laughs> <laughs> All of one of those trips so happened lot, pre-Brent. A, a lot of jaded <laughs> Well, actually, that's not true. There was I've been on two trips with Ski since Brent was part of my life. Exactly, and I was not invited to either. That's right, but in fairness, the first That's one... right. He <laughs> <laughs> got it on record, folks. <laughs> I Okay, no, fuck that. God damn it, you tricked me. <laughs> I still believe that you were asked about going to Disney with us, and you were like, nah, I can't swing it or whatever at the time. There was an occasion where the three of us and Alan's better half were standing around talking, and she went on record as saying that I am remembering this correctly, that I was not invited. I just don't know. I mean, it, it, it's possible, but I'll, I'll tell you what, if I had it to do again, <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I would. I would absolutely. If, if Ski and I ever do another trip together, I'll absolutely include you. Unless, of course, it's me and him and James, and you'll probably get left out again. Send me a, a signature required letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah something certified for, mail. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You've been get, served. Yeah. <laughs> get this document. Oh. But yeah, I don't know. I've never been though, like on a wild spring break trip. Um, Correct. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that? No, I mean, I, I had a couple of you know spring breaks that I went on in high school, um, and there was one like junior year was the one that would be closest to like the shenanigans we saw in this episode, okay. and even that wasn't like super wild. I will like the biggest thing. It was um me and my friend Josh. And my friends Stephanie and Rachel. Okay. And so the four of us, it was completely platonic amongst all of this. Ooh. Like there were no boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. Okay. Um, it just happened that the gender breakdown was two and two. Okay. And all the hookups happened organically, right? And nothing, nothing ever. <laughs> I so I'll, I will tell you up front, like you know, nothing happened, and nothing <laughs> ever, and nothing ever did happen. But I'll revisit that. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a moment. All right. You know, so it was one of those things that we were all friends and everything like that. And I had never even really met Rachel until this trip, you know. Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, so it was decided before we went down that, okay, we've got the room and we've got two beds. And because there was nothing going on, it's like, okay, the two girls are going to share a bed and then the two guys are going to share a bed. Okay. okay. And so we get down there and we get checked in and we just pretty much put the do not disturb sign on the door because right. we didn't want to deal with the cleaning sure, lady yeah. or anything like that. And we kept it there. And then like on day three or four, we got a call from the, you know, the management or whatever. And they're like, you've had your sign out the entire time. We have to check your room. And and I get it now. Right. You know, yeah. they want to make sure we're not destroying it or whatever. Mm. And we're like, fine, whatever, you know, and we hung up the phone. Well, then, like, they come the next morning at, like, 8 o'clock, uh, you know, to check <laughs> the room. Kind of crap, yeah, exactly. And so they're knocking, and we're all asleep yeah. or whatever. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so the door opens, and this housekeeper comes in. And I remember, like, waking up, and I see, like, this probably 90-year-old, <laughs> you know, African-American lady looking at us. And she's like, God damn. <laughs> and, then she, and then she leaves. And so I roll over to Josh. She's like, we need to get out of here so they can clean the room. <laughs> you, know, you know, and like, so we wake up the girls and we go out to the beach and sleep for a few hours. You know? And I, I'm sure she thought there was just some sort of debauchery going yeah. on. <laughs> you know, there had been nothing of the sort. Well, if you guys weren't sitting in the bed naked and stuff like Yeah, that. like, yeah, I, whatever the, you know, I tried on sweatpants or whatever. They're probably Zubas pants, <laughs> you know, considering the era in which it occurred in a t-shirt. Because I, I know, yeah, like Rachel and, you know, uh, Stephanie never saw my nipples that week or whatever. Because <laughs> I don't think we even went to the beach to actually swim or whatever. But I will say, just as a follow-up to that, um, so nothing had happened. We were all just friends and everything like that. Um, but Stephanie, when I was in the fourth grade, like, we had sort of, you know, went out on a few dates or whatever. Okay. You know? But by high school, it had all petered out. Mm. And <clears throat> I had met Rachel at the start of that trip, and I became smitten with her over the course of the week. And then, like, after we got back from spring break, I was like, oh, I think I would like to go out with her. And so I asked Stephanie, I was like, will you ask Rachel out for me? And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, please? And she was like, you don't want me to do that. And I was like, no, I, I do, I do. And so then, like, the next day, I was like, did you ask her out? And she's like, yep. She said no. <laughs> and I was, in hindsight, I was like, yep. She knew that she was going to say no, and that's why she tried to dissuade me from. <laughs> I was going to ask, follow, like, was she still, like, have a thing for you? But I guess no, she no, she did not. She did not. I did your best interest? Yeah. And I think that she enjoyed my company at the start of the week. But if you put, you know, four people in a hotel room together for an entire week, plus the car ride down and the car ride back, tensions, you know, just sort oh, of flare and everything like that. Well, yeah. she was probably pissed off that she never saw your nipples. <laughs> Quite possibly, I guess. Like this fucker I ever going to take his shirt off? <laughs> exactly. I don't think I can trust this guy. Rent the prude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I get it. So but. that was the closest, though, to a, to, I, I don't know, like a party in spring break that you had? Yeah, yeah, to? yeah. Because, um, the so that was junior year, sophomore year I went to Florida and senior year I went to Florida and both times there was a parent involved. Oh, okay. Like that was the only time that I went down. It was just us kids, mm, okay. you know. Yeah, well, like I Didn't said, we Jerry were... have a pretty crazy one. And 
I mean, she, she, yeah, I mean, South Padre Island or something. At the same time that we went, like, they went to our school. I mean, it wasn't like a school sponsored thing, but like most of the senior class went to this one in South Padre, um, which in retrospect, what's that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and in retrospect, I wish that we would have been part of that one. Don't get me wrong, we had a good time, the three of us. And I don't know if it would have been awkward for, although Ski had come to our high school several times, even though he only went there freshman year. Oh, right. So he pretty much knew everybody. Um, just honorary student. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is sometimes where I'm like, ah, you know, that would have probably been more of a traditional kind of wild spring break type yeah. week. But at the time, Sharon and I were already a couple. So, you know, and I didn't do anything, you know, outside of the confines yeah. of our relationship while we yeah, were on yeah. our trip. So I remember when we were in, in Key West, a guy was like, oh, uh, you have to be basically dead to not get pussy in Key West or something like that. Um, and Alan's like, check my pulse. Yeah, it's like all of us went home dry. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that because that reminded me of something um, about like just pretty much like not a high school sanctioned thing, but like everybody went down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was by high school, it had sort of dissipated or whatever. But prior to that, I'd had a crush on a girl named Allison. Okay. And Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and then actually, I should thank her because her, her name was Allison, you know, and she was like the stereotypical girl next door. Oh, okay. And I was smitten with her for years or whatever. And then, like, one day, like, I got my Columbia House catalog and I'm flipping through there and just reading like every single entry. And one of the entries was the very best of Elvis Costello, and the opening track of that was Allison. Oh. And I was like, oh, what's this all about? <laughs> and <laughs> so I ordered that CD, and it changed my life forever and for oh. the better, you know. So that's how I got into Elvis Costello. But I digress. Very nice. So we, so we end up in Florida, um, me and Josh and Stephanie and Rachel. Uh-huh. And I run into Allison, and like she was down there with her parents and her siblings or whatever. And she was like, oh, my God, what are you doing down here? And I made the conscious decision to throw Josh under the bus and not mention him at all. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm down here with Stephanie and Rachel. <laughs> In the off chance that she would think that I was a catch or something like that. And she was totally nonplussed by this <laughs> fact that I was down there with two other girls. Like, she could care less. She was just being polite. Right, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Joey, we went to Florida last uh, fall break, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, we ran into uh, one of his friends having to be down yeah, there at the same yeah. time. And uh, he was like, we, oh, we go talked ahead. about it a bit. Yeah, yeah. but did this Fernando friend of his, okay. which Gwen knew a couple of her friends were going to be there. And so there yeah. was a little bit of a coordinated effort to yeah. meet them. But this friend of Joey's was totally a shock. Yeah. Well, then recently he's like, can we go back to Florida with uh, Fernando and his family? I'm like. We don't travel with them. Yeah, we don't go <laughs> like, together. like I like his dad. He's a nice enough guy, but yeah. we don't talk. We don't hang out. We're not going to plan a vacation together yeah. <laughs> to yeah. go there with Fernando's family. Yeah. So, and we so, didn't go there with them. We just happened to go there, and they were also there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a, I don't know, just an Indiana thing that you know when you have these breaks, you go to Florida yeah. or whatever. And because everybody does it, it's just the law of averages. You're going to bump into people you Every know. Then, yeah. Because yeah. I've had that, um, you know, with the kids on different occasions where they've seen kids that they go to school with. 
And it unfortunately, it's never worked out that they're kids that they're like or that the kids right. they run around with. And so they're like, they just want to like lock themselves in the room for the rest of the week because mm-hmm. they're afraid they're going to see their classmates or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And I was like, no, I didn't pay all this money for us to stay locked in this room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, you're going to make an appearance at the pool at the beach or whatever, and we'll let the chips fall where they may. The weirdest for us on a fall break, we saw um, one of their teachers at. We were went yeah. to North Carolina, saw uh-huh. one of their teachers at the Biltmore, which is uh-huh. like you know giant yeah. house in North Carolina. Yeah. And it was just such an odd thing. I was like, I think that's Mister Shadio, and they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, whatever. I'm like, no, seriously, that's yeah. Mister Shadio. And yeah, sure enough, and. Gwen's like his favorite all-time student. Uh-huh. Um, like Joey's in his class now, and she he just refers to him as Gwen's brother. Yeah, um, and then he Liam will probably be in his class too, so he keeps teaching. And he's yeah. already dubbed him as Gwen's other brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, we we did that. Um, I ran in. I, I was a kid at the time, and so it was the summer between third and fourth grade. And we were in Washington, D.C., and I saw my third grade teacher there. Mm. And I was like, I've just spent nine months with this bitch. I got to see her. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine an eight-year-old friend, eight, maybe nine. <laughs> Foul mouth. <laughs> Young man. <Exactly. laughs> Yeah. Mom, can you believe this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mother. Exactly. Why are you obsessed with me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It could be. If so, it was unintentional. <laughs> I didn't get any hint of Mariah Carey reference in that joke. It's a but... line from one of her songs. Oh, okay. Which one? That one that he likes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Might be obsessed. I think it's that sweet uh, something baby. Um, I don't know. Fantasy. Sweet fantasy. All I know about Mariah Carey, she sings a Christmas song. She does. She's got some popularity to it. I've heard it is. I've not heard it myself, but... <laughs> I, mean, I haven't even experienced it in the, the like 30 years it's been out now or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> he likes a few songs, yeah. but he's very, very curated. Exactly. When it comes to pop music and Christmas songs, I like them to be about last Christmas and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I get past, I get past Thanksgiving and all my listenings to Jingle Bells. Exactly. <laughs> and then, did you know that was originally a Thanksgiving song? Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's what it was originally written for. Yeah, because I guess you dashing through the snow to Grandma's house again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the very first Christmas song ever recorded. Wow. Really? Yeah, a pop song at least. Because hmm. it was like in 1890 or something like that. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Well, oh, yeah, we got an episode, right? Did Thomas <laughs> Edison record that one? I, I have no idea who the recording uh, recorder was. Who the was. producer was. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Edison was the Quincy Jones of his time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're on the scene two now. Uh, still in the lobby, but later, Roland stops Benson again, this time trying to sneak in a can of beer. Again. <laughs> a single can. Yeah. yeah. Again, Roland has played like a funky fiddle as, <laughs> <laughs> as Mr. Sneaky's friends uh, bring in multiple kegs behind his back. Mr. Sneaky Sneaky. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And the sneakers. Yeah. Or the sneaklings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sneaklings. I, I, I like sneaklings. I, yeah. I think you should go with that. Um, I think it's mentioned. I think he calls them that later in the episode. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, okay. I guess I didn't re- recall that yeah. part, but. Well, over in the kitchen, Chewie is trying to excite Blanche with the idea of an Allen-sized burrito. (laughs) 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 Sophia is scaring the whippersnappers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlene asks Rose if she Mean as sin. Yeah. I love when she says that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is good, yeah. Um, 
Charlene asked Rose if she should give Rose her delicate flower. Excuse <laughs> me, if she should give Rick her delicate flower. And Rose advises her to build a highway instead. Of course, Rose knows the deadly consequences of giving into one's carnal desires. <laughs> exactly. That's when the body count starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, body count is uh, appropriate. Like Rick seems like a nice boy. You sure you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's going places unless you snuff him out. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think you would react if you're... Well, I mean, I guess I'd have to say, like, obviously, you don't have any grandkids yet, uh-huh. and Ski's one grandkid, you know, is very young, and mm-hmm. there's absolutely still a double standard for mm-hmm. if a boy was asking you those advice over a girl, at least Correct. for a dad, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel like you would react if if Vanessa or if any of your three daughters came mm-hmm. to you and was like, yeah, dad, and uh, assuming they're of age, obviously Vanessa already yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Gabby's not too far off, yeah. and was like, yeah, you know, I've been in this long-term relationship, and I'm thinking of this. Do you feel like you could even handle the conversation, or you just be like, "Talk to your mom"? No, I think I think I shoot I it down could. immediately. Said, "Never have sex, honey." <laughs> yeah, that's no, a I horrible mean, idea. No, I think that's what that's... Ski would say. But I feel like I would be like, "Yeah, you know, I think I could have a level-headed approach to it." No, no, you know, no, Alan. You I say think... sex is a sin. Do you want to <laughs> yeah. burn in hell forever? <laughs> no, you, I mean, you bring that boy into it. You're dragging him to hell as well. <laughs> so you just put it all out on the table. That way they understand the consequences of their mm. evil actions. I think I'm being... <laughs> yeah. I that approach I'm... worked so well for you and your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, I'm the cool dad or whatever. But I think I can sure, handle honey. the conversation. Look at that you know, I think I could be like... I think it'd be a situation where I'd be very clear that it's a one-off conversation. Mm. As far as like what's going to happen and be like, and then whatever does happen, you know, either way, you know, there'll be no follow up talk. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that I don't like, want to know about afterwards. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need to know what you decide. Mm. You know, it's one of those things that yada yada yada. You know, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I feel like that conversation would be even easier with a grandchild. Like, I feel like it'd be somewhat yeah. challenging with your child, but yeah. I feel like even in that age, yeah, Rose maybe, would have been able definitely. to handle the conversation a little better than what mm-hmm. she did. Yeah, completely yeah. deer in headlights kind of. Yeah, yeah, just shutting it down. And I, and I will say that, you know, um, it was conversations that I had with my grandparents and not with my parents. Mm, you okay. know, it was just one of those things. It's definitely easier to talk to. So you're like, Grandpa, should I take Jenny Lynn to Bone Town? <laughs> she said, young man, we call it Pound Town. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I expect to see you after Sunday meeting so I can smell them fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the dirtiest thing you've ever said. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Especially if you're Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Like I never got to meet your dad or your or any of your either your any of your grandparents, but just the idea of now thinking of that you're like just a real old Brent, um, but just like just super fucking dirty. <laughs> now you bring that sweet piece of tail over to meet Grandpa now, all right? <laughs> scene three now get in the lobby and uh roland is asking the patrons how do you do fellow kids <laughs> i am one of you yeah let us all have fun on the beach exactly. together. Yeah. wear my rock band t-shirt yeah with a skateboard exactly 
Unfortunately, he has narc written all over him and no one is full. Uh, the kids are thinking about leaving since the Miami weather is taking a turn. Which I'm thinking, do they not have to have any kind of reservations that require them to pay a certain amount? It seems. Yeah, like. I mean, I think it would be a non-refundable deposit. Yeah, at, yeah, at least that much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I think once you check in, then you're checked in. If you yeah. leave early, that's on you. Exactly. It's like if if you order a pizza, they're going to charge your card. They don't care if you eat the whole thing, right? <laughs> but I mean, well, I have back. half a pizza left. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't eat it, so yeah. here's your money back, sir. Yeah. Well, because of this, uh, since they're you know threatening to leave, Blanche agrees to put them to work on Chewie's burrito assembly line. I don't see that that would be a, a draw to stay. Well, yeah, well, we jump into the kitchen as the excited young people are passing boxes back and forth, looking yeah. about as disinterested as you possibly could. An assembly line of it. Yeah. If you, you could go, but if you stay, <laughs> yeah, you can you work. You can do hard labor. Yeah. Uh, well, Blanche tells Rose that she helped Charlene with her request for sex advice since Rose wouldn't. Rose rushes upstairs to stop Charlene from being soiled but finds her and Rick preparing for their snorkeling lesson instead. Oh, can, <laughs> I, can I say the line? Because that was, I had two favorite lines in this one. Okay. I, and this was my second favorite. Go ahead. So Rose enters Charlene's room. Oh, no, I'm too late. You are in big trouble. You, you. And Charlene says, no, no, Grandma, you got it all wrong. We're getting ready for our snorkeling lesson. Look at his equipment. I will not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was solid. I like the idea, too, that she would think that her daughter, granddaughter, would be like, look at his penis. <laughs> like, check out that package. You're <laughs> so proud, Grandma. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it's not like Grandpa beer. Charlie's, but... <laughs> exactly. A pretty good, right, for a first poll? Um, <laughs> well, Charlene, uh, so she's excited anyway. Um, Charlene storms out after being embarrassed, and then another gent shows up for his turn under the sea. <laughs> darling, darling, it's better down where it's wetter, but never with ski. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Yeah, uh, my, my nasty was just, like, off the cuff. You came prepared with that remark. <laughs> yeah, what does that say? It says that I have to think about that stuff where you, it's just embedded. Oh, God. <laughs> Second nature? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had to research. <laughs> I did try to find a way to, like, a... I guess way to easily do this because I'm too lazy to do it, like the hard work to do it. Um, but I, I was thinking, and I'm sure there is something out there I couldn't find it. But to just take your lyrics and feed them into something that will then produce a song out of it. Oh yeah. Um, but I could not find one, at least not in enough mm-hmm. time, because I was going to sing my entire thing. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had I been able to find that as a, a final for my yeah. final recap. That could be your next project is create the AI that will do that for <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> I do have the technical expertise. Yeah, yeah. you're. It's second nature for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I know AI the way Brent knows dirty jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if I know anything about you, you know, you know, Simpsons first, mm-hmm. family second, yeah, uh, coding third. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, we're in the uh, kitchen now, and Chewie is directing a group of youngins in the process of preparing the ingredients for his masterpiece. Sophia compares him to some of the most infamous dictators in history, mostly because of the mustache. Rose is still furious with Blanche about whatever advice she gave Charlene, and Blanche reminisces about all the dirty tricks she used to get up to uh, on her spring breaks. Uh, Roland realizes at that point that he's getting old. As he wonders what is causing this premature aging, we see a great point of view of the girls <laughs> with uh, Sophia offering him a Tums. Yeah, yeah, that was... I love that. That may have been my favorite like little scene of the entire Golden Palace <laughs> 
like series. I wonder how they showed that to the audience, like the studio audience. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they had something where they showed Fish it on eye. a screen, or yeah. if it was just like only the home viewers actually got to enjoy no. that part. Oh, I, I believe thought that was masterful. Yeah, I believe typically they have large television screens there. Oh, okay, because periodically they have like scenes where like people are driving or whatever. Mm. They have to show that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, things that wouldn't actually happen in the studio. Exactly, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, two comments. Yeah, Chewie does have a very Stalin-esque mustache yeah <laughs> and second of all can i like recite that scene yeah sure, sure i freaking loved every part of it so roland who's talking about yelling at the kids saying he's like his dad right it's weird man i'm starting to get old sophia says roland don't you think you're being a little silly no i'm telling you something is making me old before my time i just wish i knew what it was and blanche with the fish i learned is like i don't know rose says it's anybody's guess and sophia then says <laughs> Tums? Yeah. <laughs> it was, oh, I just loved it. I don't know why I liked it so much, but it was hilarious. Yep. Do you think that would have been a nice finale for the Golden Girls? Just and, basically they're making Roland one of us, yeah. one of us. And then like the credit scene of just an old, exactly. old Roland, but still the girls are the same age. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I've often thought that Roland was Alvin 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> And we find out that Roland was actually old the whole time. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Good old Topaz. That's right. It's, I just said Benjamin Button's thing, and Alvin became Roland. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, the, uh, the girls start talking about their menopause, which leads Rose to realize that Charlene is old enough for a good Rogering. Mm-hmm. So we go into scene five. Uh, we head back to the lobby, and Charlene and Rick are coming back in. Charlene apologizes for not calling to let Rose know where they were. I guess while the beast may have two backs, it must not have the available appendages to pick up a phone. Mm. <laughs> uh, Charlene actually tells Rose that she did not have sex with Rick, uh, but that it could happen at any time. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what she was like. I haven't decided. It could happen tonight. <laughs> like, exactly. The beds are much more comfortable here at the palace. <laughs> exactly. So. Broken in because, yeah. yeah. Lance gets around. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm so something I guess I probably should have mentioned. Yeah. Did you feel in last week's episode where Rose <laughs> is doing um, you know, her eulogy, mm-hmm. you know, and talking about her fluffer? Like, should I have mentioned that? Or, like, did you think it was funny that she called her cat Fluffer? Oh, I, I guess I didn't even think about it when at the time, uh, but it <laughs> is funny either. now in yeah. retrospect. I don't know if that was even a term back then. I mean, I've heard it's yeah. not even maybe really a thing. I've oh, heard, really? Yeah, I've heard it might be a lie that there aren't really fluffers in the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, the term may not have been around either way at yeah. that point. Uh, Ski needs to update his uh, LinkedIn job alerts then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it stands when it stands. People can, people can question my uh, credentials if they want, but unless they're willing to do the, uh, the background check. Well, I think Brent was talking about you looking for a job. Like, yeah. you know, getting oh, an alert. You've got whenever. the job alert whenever somebody posts oh, for sorry. a fluffer. I thought you were saying I was on my resume or something. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's on his different online dating profiles. Exactly. <laughs> many, many, if, you, right? if you need someone to get you ready for sex with someone better than me, exactly. Single white man in search of someone to fluff. Yeah. I, uh, side note, definitely prefer to be you know, pre fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, let's see. Here we go. Uh, so Charlene actually tells them they didn't have, but it could at any time. And Rose says that she waited till marriage, but that it doesn't make her any better or worse than anybody else. 
She didn't bother to mention the multiple partners she's had out of wedlock since Charlie died, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. I wonder if Charlene's named after Charlie. Oh, I would assume so, yeah. I didn't even think about that until I just read that out loud. Well, Charlene tells Rose that Blanche also told her that she would know when the time was right. Essentially the same thing that Rose told her. Mm-hmm. And uh, that the uh, the many, many, many times that it'll be right. <laughs> I, I did like Charlene, like the actress playing Charlene, her mm-hmm. like accent that she yeah. put on to impersonate Blanche. Yeah. Very, very that was my favorite little have... line of the episode was her, her accent was many, so many, good. Many, many, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like it wasn't like spot on, but it was realistic. Like, yeah. oh, that's how somebody in that situation would act. I or, agree. Or impersonate Blanche. Totally agree. Um, so uh, Rose and Charlene make up and then head off for a snack and a pity date. Mm. That's what it felt like to me when <laughs> it was like, yeah, I know I, you know, smashed your hopes of this great week we we're going to have together with all these things because yeah. I wanted to spend it with my boyfriend. But guess what? This yeah. afternoon I reserved it just for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just felt kind of. After ditching you last night entirely. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She's like, I'm going to throw you a bone because tonight he's going to throw me a bone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving him the afternoon to get ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Ski is on the case. Yeah. <laughs> that alert just popped up on his phone. He's like, I'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Set my Wayback Machine to 1993. <laughs> There's some, some fluffing going on. <laughs> my provision specifically said female. Ah, well, job's a job. <laughs> What's a female fluffer? <laughs> I guess it'd be a wetter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the face that Brent gave to both of those was both disgusted and appropriate. <laughs> All right, well, we're on to scene six. We start in the lobby with Roland trying again to catch Benson. Behind them, we see the extra college kids climbing down a rope while Benson and Hedges go upstairs to look on to check on the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Alan's two for two tonight. <laughs> Got to roll and opening the, the hotel room door to find Sophia holding a rope made of sheets and the room trash. Sophia lets go, some college kids die, and justice is served. Death to the young. Yeah. It's impressive, though, that Sophia was able to be the anchor for, for that endeavor. They were very malnourished. Yeah. And she was like across the room, too. I mean, maybe it was some sort of like using uh, different simple machines in order to... <laughs> kind of pulley system. Yeah, exactly, to help, yeah. uh, help her old arms hold them up. But... Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, the final scene spans the hotel from front to back as we measure Chewie's 43-foot, 2-inch burrito. Mm-hmm. Just as Chewie is basking in his glory and waiting for the Guinness people to arrive, Rose comes in and says they need something to soak up the water from the incoming flash flood. Chewie asks if he can keep three feet of the burrito, as that's all that's actually needed to break the record. Now, okay, now, Ski, this would be the good time to talk about this giant burrito that they had. That it looked very, like it was made out of cloth. Yeah, it very much looked like a stuffed animal type burrito. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the cheese and everything, it all yeah. looked very cloth-like. And and obviously, in that form, probably would have been good at stopping the water yeah. or soaking up water. <laughs> I mean, how good is a fucking tortilla, like a burrito, at soaking up that much water? Full yeah. of cheese, meat. <laughs> yeah, beans and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like for a struggling hotel, they spent a lot of money for ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> like, like their kitchen budget has just been spent on this novelty well, burrito. It's been manhandled with... by 50-some kids. <laughs> right. The reason they did the burrito to begin with was to keep people there. Right. 
It's like, well, all that money that we got from our, you know, people staying, we'll just yeah. put that into the ingredients. Well, oh, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, those kids are all angry at Chewy. It's yeah. like, why do you have a vested interest in this burrito? <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we grated cheese and then we held it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, it would be a burrito. The Granted, it didn't need to be as long as it is to get in the Guinness Book of World's Records. Yeah. But if, if two feet, 11 inches or whatever was the longest one it had ever been. You would never be, have to worry about Exactly. You'd be putting a record that should smash. stand the test of time. <laughs> exactly. So, well, uh, after, uh, after he revealed that he only needed a three-foot burrito, the group of kids who were holding it turn on Chewy and begin to, can't, to chant, Kill Chewy, kill Chewy. Chewie runs out, and the series uh, has what is a poetic ending. It all started with Coco mysteriously disappearing, <laughs> and it should have ended with Chewie being brutally murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, of course, uh, this was actually—I mean, that was the last, you know, the last bit of the series, even mm-hmm. though apparently what was written or recorded was a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a credit scene. As the credits roll, we see Rose, Roland, and Blanche sitting on the couch in the lobby. Roland is lamenting that the kids got the best of him again, um, but that it wouldn't happen in the future. Just then, a very tall man in a very long trench coat walks out of the elevator and almost escapes Roland's radar. Mm-hmm. So, but not quite. Yeah, Roland got on there at the last second. I like to think that he like tackled the bottom kid in that trench coat uh-huh. setup. The other one fell, broke his neck, yeah. and then he just threw him on the pile with the ones that fell out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah between my recap and that ad, and we wished death on a lot of people in this episode. <laughs> I just said broke his neck. Yeah. He didn't die. Oh, okay. He's just paralyzed. He just had a horrible rest of his life. Full Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, in fairness, he was trying to... You know, stay in a hotel room without paying the ten dollar upcharge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. He deserves to maneuver in a wheelchair by blowing in a tube. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun to me. Yeah. Well, I said he'd be thrown in a pile of dead kids. No, that's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> just like another shrimp on the Barbie. Just another kid on the. Oh, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. That would be just so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like you're paralyzed, so you can't move. And then you're thrown on a pile of dead bodies. Oh, so so you're not even dead yet. You're just having to sit there on the pile of corpses as you starve to death or whatever happens. Skis turned Miami into little Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah. And he's laughing uncontrollably at this point at the idea of, of a paralyzed man starving to death on a pile of corpses. Skis like Camden. That's so bad. He's like, Camden's great, but now I have something to live for. <laughs> what did you say? You're like, Camden is great, but now I have something to live for. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag goals. <laughs> yeah, thank you for not making them squad goals. Right. I'm not signing on to that. Oh, goodness. Sorry. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, well, we have... It's funny what it's gets so to ski. Bad. Like with Brent, it's oddball, you know, uh, mm-hmm. cultural references. And we ski. Exactly. <laughs> it's genocide. Darkest. Yeah, like. Exactly. The darkest, horrible thing. I'm, just... over, I'm over here giggling because somebody said Huckster's Crutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We had five guest actors on that episode. Uh, at least they were credited. Uh, Brooke Theus, she played Charlene. 39 titles for her, her only golden appearance. She was on nine episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 as Leslie Sumner. Uh, she was on Growing Pains, Blossom. She was in the Halle Berry Catwoman. 
Oh, nice. And uh, 47 episodes of Just the Ten of Us as Wendy Lubbock. Uh, that was I, a good show. I assume that's one of the ten. Yeah, yeah, okay. one of the daughters. Uh, we had Adam Beesk. He played Benson. Mm-hmm. 30 titles for him, his only golden appearance. Um, he had shots on uh, Scrubs, Blossom, 21 Jump Street, and a couple episodes of My So-Called Life, which was Jerry's favorite mm-hmm. show during that time in her life. Yeah, when it comes to teen melodrama. Mm-hmm. It's up there. And that's when it was on, is when she was during her yeah. you know, teen years. Yeah. Uh, Robert Cavanaugh, he played Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, six titles for him, his only golden appearance. Only thing I enjoyed on his... Uh, um, on his list was three episodes of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Mm, yeah. And fine. Then, it was a fine series. Yeah, it was. We had a Michael Dyer. He played Kid Number One. Mm. 31 titles for him. Uh, his only golden appearance. And most of what else was on his list was uh, as a reality show producer. Kid like I think he had done first. some producing of Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. And, um, I feel like there was at least one other mainstream you know, reality show that was on his list. Hung Jury with William Hung. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was uh, Jeff Hill, played Kid Number 2. 57 titles for him. Um, This is his only golden appearance, and he's mostly in visual effects, actually. Mm -hmm. And he has some impressive visual effects credits. uh, Black Widow, Spider-Man Homecoming, X-Men Apocalypse, Batman vs. Superman, Anchorman 2, Polar Express, The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Castaway, Armageddon, Jungle Cruise, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, Asteroid City, and that, uh, you know, CGI Marvel, uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Nice. <laughs> so, but I thought, uh, I was like, oh, wow, that, that guy's worked awesome. on a lot of things that are, um, you yeah. know, big as far as CGI goes. Yeah, it's got his finger on the zeitgeist. Yep. So that was all our guest actors and all all the main business for this episode. Yeah. It's padded out enough that we don't need to have any trivia. So Okay, cool. Um, so of those guest actors, any of them get your MVP or did you go with a cast member? I actually, a guest actor did get my MVP. I like, okay. I really like Charlene in the episode. Oh, nice. So, so I gave Charlene my MVP this time. How about two ski? I gave it to Roland. Really? Uh, yeah. I just, uh, in certain parts of it. And maybe because I love that one scene so much about, uh, when Sophia offered him Tums, like when he was yeah. talking about his, you know, advanced aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went with Chewy. Um, you know, man with a dream who accomplished it. It's he the feel good story of the year. <laughs> So with that, um, how many slices of cheesecake do you give it, Ski? I gave it seven. Really? Yeah, I, I probably for just a handful of scenes, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great. See, I gave it six and a half for the same reason. Uh, I guess for opposite reasons. Um, I just thought it was a good. It was something we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things that I thought the burrito storyline was humorous, and then just Especially like for the, a B story. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I guess it was a B story. Yeah. And then just the realism of, you know, the grandkid talking to the grandparent. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like something. That's a well they could have gone to previously, you know. Like, the jokes weren't that great, but at least the storylines both were believable. You um, almost feel like they could have separated the two because, you know, Spring Break as being part of the storyline yeah. is a really strong, you yeah. know, uh, I don't know, place to start with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially in Florida. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see, like, if they were revamping the Golden Girls today, I could see them turning their, you know, house into a and b or Airbnb yeah. for spring break, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I agree, but I, I definitely it... have plenty of house guests. Exactly, they have over the years, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just need to start charging. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't they do that, too, at one point? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they did rent it out when they, I think Sophia rented it out behind the back. Yeah, the others, like though. the Olympics were going on or something. Yeah, something big in town. Yeah. So we talked about our MVPs, best, or whatever. Rankings? <laughs> yeah. 
Slices of cheesecake. Anything else? Did we talk about slices of cheesecake, Brent? Because somebody wasn't asked how many slices of cheesecake he gave it. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That'd be me. Oh, it was you. (laughs) Yes. I was about to pivot back to ski over here. (laughs) I gave it six. I guess I didn't like it quite as well as you two, but I also agree it was a solid episode. Good premise. So it averages out to six and a half, which is what I gave it. Mm -hmm. So that's always my favorite kind of episode. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Where I'm on the right side of history. You did the bullseye, right? Exactly. Anything else to add or anything? No, I mean, just uh, to life, to happiness, and to us. Cool. Stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Throw another uh, handicap on the pile. Nobody said they were a handicap when you were throwing them on the pile. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.